Welcome back to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. We're both here. This is Linda We're, right now. And this is Drew. We both changed our, we swapped voices. Yeah, just for the week. During quarantine. Also, I'm, I'm wearing Linda's clothes now. They're really short on me, but I like the crop top. What do you mean now? You always wear my clothes. No, so and this, I always this wear is what clothes. she does. Linda will not purposely shrink my clothes so okay. that she can wear them. Hold I know on. you do it. Okay. First of all, <laughs> you always say that I purposely shrink it, but I don't. You mm-hmm. buy tiny clothes. Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I do buy super tiny sizes. <laughs> but it's it's almost like when you get to my stature, people don't have stylish clothes. Like they, you, it's harder to find stylish stuff. You have so many cool fun options. Plus, you can shop in like the kids' department, so That's you have true. even more colorful fun options. That's true. Yeah. I need to start. And I, it's I'm, less expensive. I just can't <laughs> do that. Since I, I remember when I was in elementary school, I was already shopping for like adults' clothes in the tall men's department. Yeah. We were always just over average height, but then I remember in when I was grade nine, I had a growth spurt, and I went from like five ten to six two. Yeah, I had a growth spurt in grade Never? four. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yep, uh, that's where I it stayed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we have a fun guest on this week, Dennis Illick. We've actually known him. Well, I've known him longer than I've known you. Mm-hmm. I met Dennis just before I met Linda. Uh, he's an amazing, renowned photographer. And he actually, I used the photos that he took with me to woo Linda for our first date. See, I didn't, I didn't realize that you had done that. I thought you were just, you know, you just really wanted my feedback on all of these sexy photos that you just took. So what it was is I just, after meeting Linda, I had done this photo shoot with Dennis and um, I purposely sent her my selects that I knew I looked pretty decent in. And I wanted to, you know, impress Linda a little bit. So I said, hey, um, yeah, I did this photo shoot. Can you have a look and let me know wh- which photos jump out to you? <laughs> and I only send the really good looking ones. Or did you not like any of them? Uh, I, I saved all of them. I printed them out. I hung them up on my walls. Wait, did, was there any shirtless photos? Yes. Oh, there was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really wanted that uh, <laughs> acknowledgement from you. <laughs> no, Dennis did a great job. Making no, I'm kidding. No, yeah. he the composition was great. the uh, The talent in the photo was terrible. I actually, I remember I also sent you. Remember okay. the, the workout photo? Okay, so you sent me very sexy photos, and you also sent me uh, a picture of a very greasy guy, like my face. You, and, oh, everything wait, wait, was your greasy. Face? I thought you cropped out the face. No, no. Anyway, so. it was like a bodybuilding photo, and you were joking. I think you were playing it off as if it wasn't you. Oh, maybe I did that to start. And then I yeah. sent the wider shot. to. Sh- so what it was, I did a, a, wor- a, cha- a workout challenge when I was, I think I was like 20 or early 20s. And uh, I, I had worked out really hard for 12 weeks for this competition. I looked really great. I was really lean. But then when I was posing for the photo, my brother JD, for some reason, from his worldly experience doing bodybuilding uh, competition, he gave the advice that I need to oil up for the photo because the after photo needs to look really impressive and shiny. And then I didn't realize, I was like, should I put the oil on my face? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they all, they all do that. <laughs> and I looked so hideous with this greasy face. It was like back in my teenage years, uh, almost when I was in high school with my greasy acne. Anyway, so I, uh, I love the photo for the, you know, the build of my bod, but my face looks ridiculous. That's probably why I cropped it off. I didn't want you to see the face. <laughs> I, actually, I guarantee you that's what it was. And now I have that photo saved on my phone. Well, luckily the other photos from Dennis were a lot better, but he, you know, Dennis also shot 
for the cover of People Magazine. He shot for our wedding. Yeah, he was at our wedding. And uh, he... He's just a good guy. We he's, love Dennis. Well, he's such a great down-to-earth guy. And he's also, he's from Australia. He has this really calming voice and it's really low. That's my terrible Aussie accent I'm trying to do. But uh, it's, it's very soothing. If I had a, had a stressful day, right now I'm looking, our sister-in-law, Annalie, is here and she's giving me the look like that was the worst accent I've ever heard. Raw Annalie, I usually do a great Dennis. I usually Dennis. do Dennis, Dennis. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if I've had a stressful day, I'll bring him, you know, stressful. over just to de-stress me with his great voice. <laughs> Why do you have to? So when Drew puts on that voice, his his like claws come my, out. My hands like get grabby. Hands get I don't off. know. Well, he, Dennis is an amazing guy. He's been a friend for a long time. He's an amazing photographer, yeah. and he's um, he's a bit of a mentor to me for uh, photography. Yeah. As, I mean, as much as we can get it, we can't now. This was recorded before quarantine. Um, but yeah, we used to do some photo walks and he, we went to Germany with him. Yeah, well, actually we, we went to Germany for, to the headquarters of Leica, which is an amazing camera brand. And this, we went to where the very first portable camera photo was ever taken in this small town of Wetzlar. So it was very cool, but... Without further ado. But wait, no, I actually have one more thing to say. Stick around until the end because you and I will be interviewing each other. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Is I this have be questions for headless you. Headless bodybuilding photos and... Oh, no, I already have the answers to that. Okay. But, yeah. Well, then, without further ado... Dennis, Dennis Illich. <laughs> Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. <laughs> Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love. up mm -hmm. the dynamic of your family yeah. because you ended up leaving Australia and going all the way across the world. Yeah. How old were you when you left? It happened very late in life. You know, I um, started taking photography seriously in 2002. Mm. Um, so I was in my mid-40s sort of then. Um, I started traveling regularly to North America via Vancouver and Toronto in 2007. Uh, and I'd come here every year. And then by 2000, 
14, I got my green card and moved here permanently. So I've been here, you know, what, six years now, five years. Yeah. Um, but so that was a very, very late. Wow, you've done so much in very such a short time. Yeah. But, you know, as gro- growing up, as I said, you know, my, my passion was airplanes, you know, space and mm-hmm. sci-fi, you know. So where, where did all that come from? It came from America, you know. So all, all I, as a kid, all I dreamed of was, was coming here and, you know, becoming, you know, like kids would say they want to be a fireman when they grow up or I wanted to be an American when I grew up, you know. <laughs> because, you know, this was the ground zero for all that stuff that I loved, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Um, as I said, it happened much later in life, um, but eventually it did happen. But um, and what was your dynamic growing up? Um, were you close with your brother um, uh, and uh, with your parents? I was and still am um, more more now than ever. I'm very close with my brother. Um, you know, it probably need to put in a little bit of context. It was an interesting family life because my parents immigrated from from Europe. You know, my father. Uh, escaped, you know, the, you know, communist oppression in Yugoslavia, you know, he was, you know, always getting in trouble over there, you know, um, for his beliefs and, you know, my mum, my grandmother and my mum went through, you know, the war and, you know, World War II in Europe sort of thing. So uh, they were very utilitarian. There was very little tolerance for, you know, like we lived on our own small hobby farm. There's very little tolerance for animals that serve no purpose. Chickens were great because they laid eggs, you know. Um, dogs and cats, not so, you useless, know, really, yeah. useless. So, um, and, and, you know, coming from that environment, you know, we never celebrated birthdays or Christmases or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So coming to America uh, and experiencing that as an adult and being able to appreciate it is really interesting for me seeing the family dynamic. Because growing up, my, you know, my education... Uh, on the way families kind of normal families were was was from watching the Brady Bunch, you know. Here you are from when you're watching it as a kid. Yeah. 40, 50 years later, you got to shoot the Brady Bunch yeah. house with all the kids. Yeah, when we that did was the renovation. crazy. It's such a, you know, the the um, circular nature of my life. I feel like when I experience, um, especially with your family, you know, seeing kids that just love their parents and want to be with them, you know, rather than you know, like okay, you know. Um, I'm done with that part of my life, and and you know, seeing the Thanksgivings and and uh, Thanksgiving dinners and the family dinners and Christmases and birthdays celebrated, it's all um, still very new to me. And being 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 able to be part of that and curate my chosen family here is really special. And um, being able to appreciate that as a newly as an adult mm. is really beautiful. So when I do these things like when I'm, you know, at these dinners with you and doing stuff with you guys, um, you know, there's this, you know, there's this joy, but then, you know, there's this also this melancholy in there going, you know, this is all the stuff that my brother and I missed out on as mm-hmm. well, you know, but we are who we are. My brother is very much the same as I am, you know, he's he's overly kind and 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 helpful to anybody and, um, you know, to, to fault and I think, you know, if, if we hadn't gone through what we went through our lives, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. I think every, yeah. every, everything is, is a step to where we are right now and uh, I, I've got nothing to complain about, you know. Um, Tell us a bit about your journey also to get to where you are as a photographer. Did you start doing photography or videography? Um, I, I initially was a videographer um, and I was... Uh, I started off shooting independent films and short films and music videos in Australia. Um, 
and I was doing like wedding videography for a little while too and I was married for a little while too and when I, I sort of one, once I got divorced I needed to sort of reset my myself a little bit and uh, I went and worked in retail literally selling cameras in the Australian equivalent of Best Buy mm. and it's kind of you know I've always been interested in people even though I'm not a huge fan of crowds and I always jokingly say I don't like people but I'm always fascinated by people so even as a customer service person I was always um, you know it was engaging with people that bought the products and I made a lot of people a lot of friends that are still my lifelong friends mm. now I made through that job of selling oh. things and um, one of the more regular customers was a publicist for Warner Brothers and she would come in and buy things for gift bags for you know film premieres and I would always look after and give discounts and things and give her extra stuff and and so uh, I would get passes to, to movies you know red carpet events you know and one day uh, I just decided to buy a camera a, a good camera uh, and I started taking pictures on the red carpet like over my shoulder you know if Wesley Snipes was there or something like Some that creepy like Creep, creeper <laughs> photographs. Stalker photos yeah so but it was kind of great because I was as a guest I was there rather than being you know with the paparazzi and uh, and I just started you know just as a thank you sending those pictures to to her and um, they really liked the style of what I was doing and they said, well, why don't we hire you to come and do this for us whenever we have these movies and that's kind of how it all started. And so how did you right away, like how were you already taking shots that were amazing? Like, uh, did, I, had you... I, I don't know, I mean, I, I think um, I, I, I've always loved film, you know, it's been, the th it's been pa you know, passionate sort of uh, movie and TV watcher as a kid, you know, and, and living in Australia, uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood, may as well have been on another planet. It was that far away, you know. Um, and I, I remember getting my first VHS video recorder and, and, and the first movie and watching it a hundred times. So I think visually I was always influenced by movies, you know, and that beautiful horizontal, um, uh, you know, landscape you know, format of, and just the, the, bre the breath and the pacing of movies in the 70s and 80s, you know, they weren't, you know, cut mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah. And, um, so I, I love films like Blade Runner and Alien. And so I think, you know, cinematically, visually, I was always just influenced by movies. And, you know, they say, um, you know, great cinematographers make great photographers and great photographers make great cinematographers, you know. So I think um, I, I just, I, I took a... a you know, I tried to represent what I shot, um, even with my post-production, you know, I'd always make my photographs a lot wider, you mm -hmm. know, um, and crop them down. Uh, and, uh, and then just, you know, shooting everything black and white, you know, I was very influenced by that old school, um, you know, like the, the paparazzi now, you know, they hide in trash cans and take pictures of people throwing out their garbage, but the paparazzi in the, in the 50s and 60s were artists, you know, they, mm. those shots of, you know, people on the red carpet going to Hollywood movies in the, yeah. you know, were just stunning, you know, mm -hmm. um, and the, that stuff of Frank Sinatra. So I would, you know, try to infuse that in my work in, in the black and white treatment and things like that. Well, I mean, some of your photography, walking through your gallery. Mm. Yeah, I was just imagining, as yeah. you were describing it, I was picturing us walking through the yeah, gallery. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. And, and some of the shots, like you're saying, the, the landscape shots, mm. but you have these, some of these portraits that they're up on the wall, like literally mm. they're 20 feet long, yeah. it feels like, yeah, and yeah. Uh, these gorgeous landscapes. Mm -hmm. and they're so immersive. Action yeah. shots and yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of takes you into wherever that photo yeah, is. Yeah, and, and I think um, the, 
it's when, when I'm doing photo shoots with people, I try to um, be really engaged with that person and by not having too much going on, you know, like even if, even when we're shooting with Dan, Daniel, you know, in London, you know, there's good cause to have 20 assistants and digital imaging technicians to, you know, monitor the shots as you take them and stuff like that. But that all just distracts from getting that personal touch, you know. So even these shoots which, you know, would pay, you know, $100,000, you know, for, for, for a day's work, it would just be myself and Ken and I'd roll the hair and makeup person into one person rather than having and that'd be it. Mm-hmm. There'd be three of us instead of a, a cast of thousands. I think the end result is always, you know, you get a little bit more out of the subject. And so sort of like listing off a few of the different um, big projects that you've done, because I know you've also done, you've worked with a bunch of different TV series, mm. massive franchises, yeah. and then you've also created these unique books of your yeah. artwork uh, yeah. as well. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, um, I think, you know, again, down to, um, you know, my age and my upbringing, you know, books were, you know, and the smell of paper, you know, when you're reading a new novel. I just love books, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that companies like Tashin are still out there creating these amazing books that you can buy for forty nine dollars to you know fifteen thousand dollar books, you know. And uh, the first one I saw was your uh, was it w- Women of Sci Fi? Men of Sci Fi. Men of Sci Fi. Yeah, the the um, which was because I know you worked on Battlestar. You yeah. worked with Sanctuary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you do Stargate as well? Uh, no, not, not Star Trek. Star Trek, Star Trek Star recently Trek. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that book was almost like a um, a retrospective of ten years of my work. So um, you know, the, there are photographs in there which are the very first photographs I ever took on a sci-fi set on Battlestar Galactica, um, right up to shows like Sanctuary and um, and Star Trek and 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 actors that I cherry picked, you know, from those shows. Um, most of those photographs in that book uh, are self-commissioned, you know, like I would approach the actors and and um, and shoot with them. And I, you know, like I, I never had the idea to create that book when I was doing those shoots. I was just doing those photo shoots because I loved that, that mm-hmm. person's work, mm-hmm. you know, I said, I really want to do a photo shoot with you. And then my business publishing partner, Ken, um, who's based in Australia, um, uh, we just got this idea. We are actually at a convention and we saw this fan struggling with the 20 autograph photographs that she had and they were falling all over the floor and everything. And we said, wouldn't it be great if that was just all in a book, you know, so you could mm. take it. So um, mm. the, something that's really satisfying to me now is that I get constantly get, get tagged in tweets where people are going around to conventions all over the country and all around the world and they're, and they're tweeting a picture of themselves with that actor signing that book. So it's kind that's of like so they collect, yeah. they co- it's, it's a collecting yeah. product, you know. But so. it's, it's something that, um, you know, like getting a random picture signed, yeah. it's not really something you leave on a coffee table no. or whatever, that seems no, odd, no. but your book is like a coffee table book yeah. of mm-hmm. beautiful images of, yeah. especially if you're a sci-fi person, the, the people that you love mm-hmm. or whatever, some of the different projects that you've yeah. worked on. I just, um, yeah, I remember when we first met. Mm. So it was probably... 2009, I think it was. Was it? Okay, so yeah, we're over 10 years ago. Mm. And the uh, you had been filming with some actors, uh, Amanda Tapping was yes. one of them, uh, yeah. Robin Dunn yes. was another, yeah. um, out in Vancouver and L.A. Yeah. And Amanda Tapping is the sweetest, yeah. smartest woman you'll ever meet in, in the film industry. and sci-fi. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's queen, just, yeah. she's an amazing, hardworking person and... and um, she was talking about you, mm. then Robin was talking about you, then a few yeah. others were talking about you. And I'm like, who yeah. the heck is this photographer everyone's <laughs> talking about? 
I want I want headshots yeah. by him. Yeah. So this you know this is before Property yeah, Brothers yeah, and all yeah. that. But and I know when you guys I've seen those shots. Like, yeah. was that the first shot? Oh, yeah. 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 So shoot? I use your photo okay. to impress Linda. I'm like, oh, <laughs> here, let me send you a photo. And it was one of your uh, beautiful shots. It wasn't, so, yeah, it was wasn't one of the topless ones. It right? was. No, it was. was it? Oh, was it? So oh, it was 2010. Okay. Wow. And yeah, yeah. I remember we were in Hawaii for Hannah's wedding. Mm. And we were just chit-chatting then. So not, and, not we, like yeah. her and, and yeah. Hannah yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I was with my up. family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he sends me a text saying like, hey, just got a photo shoot done. Let me know which ones are your favorites. So uh, he sends me this like contact sheet of like amazing <laughs> photos. I'm like, okay. She just, you know, instantly <laughs> turned on. It's still awesome. one of my favorite photos of you. Yeah, the one but, of uh, him in the corner. But I remember, because I had done so many shoots and usually I'll go and shoot for a, like a four hour shoot. Yeah. And there's maybe two photos yeah. that are like, those are pretty good. We can do yeah, something yeah. with that. Yeah. When I shot with you, that first shoot, I think yeah. we went for two and a half yeah. hours or something. Yeah. We and we had like ground. 20 shoot shots, like yeah. 20 unique looking pictures, yeah. whether it was the temperature of the photo, whether it was a black and white or whether yeah. it was just different, different changes that yeah. we did. And literally, we just walked around mm. uh, yeah. downtown, downtown LA, LA yeah. and a little in studio and yeah. just found natural light. You didn't yeah. even have to have big lighting set up. No, no. And, and that's why... That's why I started um, because you know I bought this camera and I was self-taught. You know I haven't studied photography in any way, and um, for me it was just it was all about window light. You know and chasing the sun. You know that's um, a true art. It really yeah. is because I know a lot of photographers and they're great, but they have to have a studio setting where yeah. where they can control all their lighting. Yeah. For you yeah. to create that. Yeah, you're evoking emotion with your with your imagery, yeah, and you yeah. get that just from the natural light. Is pretty yeah, amazing. and I mean that that um, uh, studio slash apartment that we shot in downtown um, was just stunning because it 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 was a corner. If you remember, it was a corner. The red loft. wall. So yeah, so the sun came in one window, yeah. and it was like being hit with a you know with this 18k light. But then there's a glass building on the opposite side, so it, it would bounce wow. back. So you got this hair light, and I. Man, I wanted to buy that. I also, well, <laughs> that just, was just at that time, I remember that building was under $200,000, yeah. or that condo, it yeah. was loft style. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cheap it, yeah. for downtown LA. And it was, yeah. it was kind of a sketch area, yeah. but now those are selling for probably 1.5 yeah. or something. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing in that building under, under $800,000 mm -hmm. now, and you could have bought 10. At the time, there were, I think, 11 apartments selling, and they were all under $300,000. Yeah. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, there's, there's so much that you've done in your career and it's, it's interesting to see how, so you really started to learn cameras by selling cameras at, yeah, at a, yeah. They, yeah, like the a Best Buy te kind of Technically, place. just being able to, um, you, know, uh, you know, know what the, you know, the product can do for the client, but um, the rest, you know, is just, you know, watching. I, I think the digital age changed things, you know, because it, in the film days, if you took something, if you weren't really, didn't have a really great memory, you know, um, you'd take a picture by the time you got it back, it was processed and proved to you. 
if it was good or bad, you didn't really know why. Whereas with digital, I was able to do what we all do is look, man, that doesn't look so good. Maybe I'll change it. And that's the way I learned. And yeah. I just, I, I know what I wanted it to look like, but it was all about just look and feel and changing, um, you know, settings until it, I got it right, you know, and then it looked like that scene from the film that I liked, you know. And yeah. That was it. With everything, everywhere you've been, you've traveled the world, you sh you've shot celebrities all over. What's the most exciting uh, project you've ever worked on? Um, I think in, in general, uh, I would have to say just out of personal fulfillment of working with good people, it would have been, um, besides, you know, occasionally working with you guys, um, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been working with, um, with Daniel Radcliffe, you know, uh, for, for the amount of years that I did, you know, I shot, um, you know, his publicity photographs over like four or five different films. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, just to see uh, somebody his age, you know, like, uh, you know, I the first time I photographed him, he was 15 years old wow. and I shot with him all the way up to, it's like 21. That's amazing um, to be able to see him yeah, span yeah. those years. But, but you know what, when, when he, like I first met him when he was 13 and uh, he was, uh, you know, I had to curtail how deep I'd go into conversations with him because he's so smart that I, <laughs> I couldn't keep, really keep up with him. He's so. So, so then, celebrity for him came at a very young age, and very that so. didn't affect him and no, his family. I, I, you know what? His his parents uh, are from. You know, like his um, mother was an agent, um, and uh, his father also worked in that field as a I think as a theater <laughs> actor as well. So you know that's the way his parents raised him. You know, it was like he. You know, probably at that time he had a hundred million dollars in the bank in a trust fund. You know that they'd put aside for him. Like most uh, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like no access to that and just raised normally without any of these, you know. So, so when he actually, uh, you know, had access to that money when he came of age, he literally got himself an apartment with the biggest TV you could mm -hmm. get. So to could, watch all his TVs? So well, to watch the, <laughs> just because he liked, so he could watch the cricket, you know, and, and you know, no, no cars, no Ferrari. No, you know, that, and like, that's great. I like that his parents did that because, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it's grounding. I mean, then you don't have any privileged feelings. I think when Linda and I have, have kids, the yeah. big thing that we want to make sure is there's never any of that feeling of entitlement, uh, entitlement yeah. or privilege. Yeah. I want, I, we want our kids, if there's something they're passionate about, they need to work towards it. Yeah. If they want to go As buy something. As one of something. your kids, I, I know what that's yes, like. Yes, child. <laughs> You're our favorite child. But you've been actually, um, for filming, you've been all over the place. You've yeah. been sort of Toronto, LA, um, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But it you're was. also on the go because you're following all of these people around. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you're it's, having to switch gears from a mm. movie set to a, a, a press day to yeah. Yeah. Property yeah. Brothers or Forever Home. Yeah. So yeah. for you, is that, are you at the point of burnout or is um, this like what you thrive on? Uh, that's, uh, you know, like within, like I'm kind of like a grizzly old man now. It's kind of like a <laughs> complain within myself about you know, doing it, but um, I know that when, you know, on the rare occasion when I'm caught and kind of caught up with stuff, and, and it's like you say, once I get some time, I'm gonna do this, you know, and then you just don't, you know, like uh, I, I just thrive on it, you know, I like to be kept uh, busy and against the wall, you know, it's, um, it, it keeps you vital, you know. That's and, right, that's for your dating life, or busy yeah, and against yeah, the yeah. wall? Oh, sorry, we're talking about work. Now. Oh yeah, work, yeah. <laughs> but now, tell me this, um, I mean, I know a bit of the story, but it, uh, refresh me for it. You're, you have uh, an eye condition. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And for you, your livelihood is photography. Yeah. And yeah. and you have one of the most amazing eyes I've ever seen from the photo shoots that I've seen you do. You really captivate talent in a way that is unlike any other. I mean, you've shot yeah. magazine covers. Yeah. Actually, you the, the, our wedding cover yeah. for People magazine. People you shot yeah. that. But so how does that? How does your eye condition affect what you do? Um, it's it, it can be difficult at times. It, it's it's a um, it's a kind of a generic uh, generic genetic. <laughs> Degenerative, that's genetic degenerative. You put that into one word and you call it generic <laughs> yeah. um, condition uh, where my cornea, you know, the lens of the eye is actually degenerating and, and thinning out and, uh, and buckling. So I actually wear four contact lenses to be able to. What? Yeah. So I actually wear two sets of lenses in each eye. And then when I'm working on the computer, I have those lenses in and then I wear my glasses, you know, to be able to do my Photoshop. He doesn't just photo. take that much time in the morning to do his hair. Yeah, you're thinking that you, this doesn't happen in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, how does that, so how do you close your eyelids <laughs> if you have like quadruple up yeah. uh, lenses you, in your you, eyes? You learn, you learn, you know, it's, um, it, and the outer set of lenses are, are um, I guess, permanent, they're hard lenses, so they're, they're um, they're really thick, you know, um, and they're dual convex because they're designed to shape to the inside of the eye, and then the lens is on the outside. So it's what I have to do to um, to be able to to see. And even then, you know, my my vision isn't perfect, so I tend to um, shoot a little bit by feel. You know, um, I'm not, you know, obviously I can drive and do things like that. That's fine. But the thing that I miss the most about this condition is that. Um, you know, the process of taking the lenses out, cleaning the hard lenses, taking the soft lenses out that are underneath, throwing those and all that, you know, that's something you do every morning, every night. And, you know, I, I was a very voracious reader, you know, of books and novels and things like yeah. that. And I love doing that in bed for an hour before I fall asleep. And you, you just can't do that. You know, I miss being able to do something in bed, you know, flick through a magazine or, or something and put it down and go to sleep because then I'd have to get up and go, you know. Put your lenses back in and all this so, again. So. And so, are you asking us to read you, read to you before please. bed? Yeah. <laughs> that would be I, I read good bedtime stories. Excellent. I have a book that's perfect for you. It's for kids, uh, Princess four to eight. <laughs> Builder Brothers, big plans. Oh, excellent! excellent. Uh, I can also read Prince, Princess Bride, and I can do the the voice of the priest. Marriage. That was one of the funniest things I ever saw at um, at the wedding. At oh my Jay gosh, JD and Annalie went all out yeah. with their wedding being a themed wedding. Yeah. Uh, Multi-themed. Every, <laughs> multi like, everyone had to dress up as yeah. a movie character, and then the priest or the officiant dressed up as the priest from yeah. from, uh, from Princess Bride. Princess Bride. That yeah. was so we'll that. hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So for you, what would be what would be the ultimate exciting adventure for you? Something that you you know you've had a lot of worldly experiences, yeah. a lot of yeah. sort of celebrity interaction. But what would be something for you that would bring out that inner child, that excitement? Um, pretty much anything to do with flight and aviation. You know, I love, um, as a kid growing up, um, you know, one of the, the things that I loved more than anything in the world was airplanes and, and, and the space program. And, you know, I was a bit of a sci-fi nerd, you know, I love Star Trek. But anything to do with uh, flying, and I'm, you know, I'm excited about sort of, you know, the edge of, you know, um, the atmosphere stuff that, you know, hopefully we'll all be able to at least do in our lifetime. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, one of the things I think that I haven't had a chance to do yet, which I really want to do is, um, you know, get into a, you know, like a fighter 
jet, you know, like do that sort of ride along in a in an F-16 or something like mm. that. And, and we, we've actually done the NASA experience in um, oh, wow. down in Houston. Yeah. It was pretty cool for us. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that NASA has so many inventions as well. Yeah. They, would, they, were, they would try to create things that would make it more practical yeah. on the spaceship or in, you know, on the moon or yeah. wherever they're going. Yeah. And these certain things that didn't pan out the way they thought they yeah. would for space end up being new inventions that worked on, on Earth. Yeah. I might be making this up, but I'm yeah. pretty sure the microwave is one of them. Wow. Um, okay. I might be making this up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that um, dash hounds, dogs, that, that's right. one of them. No, I made yeah. that up. I told me that up. Um, <laughs> al aluminum foil. Uh, like, aluminium uh, sorry, foil. Sorry, aluminium, aluminium foil. foil. I mean, that was another one. You got to throw in more vowels and yeah. Aluminium, aluminum. Yeah. But uh, when, when we but, went through, they were showing us there was a whole list. I, I just can't think off the top of my head, but yeah. there's a whole list of these things. And then also, like, they're rovers. Yes. Um, but they have the ability, like, they took us out in the parking lot yeah. and drove us around. Yeah. And, you know, I've always had this dream when I drive mm. that to parallel park, yeah. you just drive up next to the spot, yeah. your wheels turn yeah. 45 degrees, and then yeah. you slide into the yeah, spot. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Wait, 45 degrees? 90 degrees. 90 degrees, 90 degrees. 90 yeah, that'd make more sense. 90 degrees. <laughs> into the and spot you're and you're good. Yeah. But this this vehicle actually does that, but it doesn't have to be a hard turn at 90 mm. like that. It yeah. actually can go, it can it's drive circular. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was the most amazing thing. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they were showing that. They also put us into their zero gravity where we were basically, they would simulate, it's a, it's almost like a, it looks like a transformer and it yeah. grabs you. Yeah. And it holds you and they'll-, they'll It calculates your weight. Yeah. Depending so where you are, yeah. whether so you're at the space station. So comet. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's also just showing you how much gravity is affected. So, yeah. um, like, if you were on the moon, the uh, gravity is less than if you were on the space station, mm -hmm. which is less than when you're on Earth. Yeah. And so they put in the calculation, and then they just show you, like, I just use, like, the strength of my finger to push yeah. off. And if I was out on the moon or past the moon, boom, I'm up 20 feet yeah. right away. Yeah. Whereas the gravity holds you a little stronger yeah. the closer you're in. And so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, the best fantastic. part of that part yeah. uh, was the um, the food. We got to eat space food. Oh, oh yeah, which yeah, was it was pretty delicious. Like yeah, yeah. Food. You can you can buy that. Uh, you can buy those those um, yeah. those kits now. I mean, I think you know, going back to that, I'm super excited about you know these planned excursions to Mars. Like, I would be the first person to sign up for that if they opened it to the public to go on but a one-way trip. But what if it ends trip. up being like a one-way trip? It, That's why I said, if, especially if it's a one-way trip, I'd be out there. <laughs> no! Yeah. Like, Perfect. Goodbye, <laughs> planet Earth. I think, so um, postcard. I mean, it, I was just, I watched, um, it was called Ad Astra, mm. uh, the Brad yeah. Pitt film. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it, but mm -hmm. when you see Tommy Lee Jones, his mm. character out in yeah. space, he's been gone for 30 years or whatever yeah. it is, and Oh my gosh, like the thought of that is mm. so sad and yeah. so lonely. What do you uh, eat? Yeah. Well, it's space, so Gosh. you just make you digitally print food and then eat it. Marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I know. Linda and her. Mars. That was that was more of a dad joke than a Linda pun. <laughs> so from this point, you've photographed a ton of celebrities, you've worked in a ton of different areas, but what would be a person that you would love to shoot? Every experience of shooting is is gratifying in a different way, you know, and I think um, what comes to me comes to me naturally, so um, I, I don't really have like this bucket list of who I um, really desperately want to yeah. want to shoot, but you know, as, just as a, growing up, I, you know, again going back to that aviation thing, you know, it's probably why I'm such a big Tom Cruise fan is because mm -hmm. of Top Gun was right. one of my favorite films as well, and it was all about the Air Force, and I wanted to be that so badly when I was a kid. We are going to take you to NASA. And oh if we God. can take you up in Vegas to go for the, oh the flight in that... That would be uh, mind-blowing. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to yeah. do. But 
NASA, the one thing that we didn't do, they said that they want us to come back and do yeah. is it's actually, it's it's like the size of a, it's bigger than a football field, yeah. but it's actually all water. It's a huge giant oh, wow. like bathtub basically. Yeah, yeah. And in there they have you in a suit and it yeah. simulates some of the movement that you yes. would have in space. Yeah, um, yeah, the, so I, I'm, the I want to do that. That would be so cool. But it's but uh, even if you guys are doing it and I'll come and shoot it, that's fine. Yeah, that's no, right. no, nothing would be better for me than yeah. to go and experience your ultimate yeah. dream as a child <laughs> oh, and look at you through the glass and wave. Yeah, no problem. I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah. I, I do those kind of things for you just because I love you. It's my childhood all over again. You can take no my spot because I'm scared of the water. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting and, thanks for and having me. inspiring us too. And thanks, guys. Thanks, that was awesome. It's always fun sitting down with Dennis. He's so great. He's just He's so, so calming yeah. and funny. And, and smart, smart and creative. And he, uh, there's a secret coming up that you guys are going to get to see on Brother versus Brother, by the way, where he actually is a part of the end of one of the episodes. The winning brother gets decked out in something epic, like super action epic. hero, epic. And uh, Dennis epic. gets to. F- I'll, I'll tell you this much: so the winning brother is going to be wearing a superhero costume, and Wait, Dennis. Did you say that? I probably shouldn't, but now you guys know the secrets. And it's made, it's the same thing you see all the superheroes, like the Marvel superheroes wearing. And Dennis shoots for the actual poster for the superhero brother. Just telling you that much. That's a lot. So you're gonna have to watch Brother vs. Brother to check it out. (laughs) We have some interviewing to do with each other right now. Oh yeah, okay. So we are going to start interviewing each other. Is it gonna be painful? At the end of every episode. Yes. If we remember to, right? Yes, if we remember to. We're not too tired. Are you going to are you going to be shining the heavy light on me? It's like an interrogation kind of interview? Yeah, I'm going to dip your yeah. feet in water and put that device on you Electro like in, like thing? in Umbrella Academy. Yeah, those are electrodes. I'm staying clear of that water. Mm-hmm. Linda and I have been having a debate. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. We There have been many debates <laughs> during this time at home. Okay, so Linda basically on a daily basis, she goes through every product in the house and she's trying to make sure that all products are completely environmentally friendly, which is awesome and I, I love this too. Uh, environmentally friendly and um, organic and whatnot. But at some points, I feel that some of the products that she's been introducing to me they're organic, but they literally do nothing. Prime example, she's given me some deodorants that were organic and they literally do nothing but clump up really terribly and look awful. I yeah. want to talk about this. Okay, that's that's fine. That's true. Um, I have had some clumpages in my uh, deodorant and it didn't work. But But that's like any product, like... You just have to try some out, and if it doesn't work, then you... Yeah, but now, how, how do you feel? And, and also, you guys, hit us up on social media, at home, at at home is our, our handle. We want to hear from you. You can message us. Well, we because- we had posted that picture of, of you smelling my armpits, or like passing out smelling my armpits, and a whole bunch of people had great suggestions, so I've started yes. to go through, and I'm going to test them out on you. Those are and great. And myself, because I also really stink. No, no. Well, hey, I've had my fair share. If I've been playing basketball or if I've been working out, trust me, I need it. But this is is what I I was going to ask though, is how do you feel about if we already have products in the house 
And then we're going getting other products. So basically the ones we already have are going to be tossed because we're not going to donate deodorant for somebody else to use. So is that actually worse for the environment? Because now we're throwing out something we've already, we already have. That's why I've, I do my research first. Like the ones that you didn't like, the charcoal ones I got you at first, I still use that one, but I need to find an, a replacement for you. Right. So. And, and I mean, I'm open to, and you know, I, I try and research a little bit as well. Um, but my, my whole issue, you know, you hear, for example, with antiperspirant, you hear that the, what the aluminum is really bad uh, for you. And, but when I dig into it, it's so funny. There are contradicting stories out there, but at the end of the day, from what I can see, there is literally no proof that the aluminum is causing problems. It was people assuming because a lot of breast cancer comes in that upper armpit area and that's the closest where you put deodorant. So there were assumptions that that's what causes cancer. And the research was saying in women, it was, it was causing cancer. But then there are so many arguments that are saying that there's nothing actually, no evidence that actually shows that. So I don't know, like, like for me, that that's why I still don't mind the antiperspirant because we kind of looked into it and it feel okay. not a bad thing. So scratch all of that. I don't mind when you stink. I don't care when you stink. I mind when I stink. What are you talking <laughs> so about? I yeah. don't I don't usually smell you. Like I can't smell your stink. Hold on a second. I'm um, asking Annalie. Annalie, you work uh, long Annalie's days on set here as well. <laughs> with me. Long days on set. Do you actually find like in the I would say it's probably been the last 8 months I have not been wearing deodorant because I can't find one that she likes that I like. Do you smell me? Wait, you you're literally not wearing deodorant? Yeah, for the last Quite some time, I don't wear any. I don't. I don't even put on the. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah maybe once. I've put it on once in the last however long. Um, have you turned into JD? Because I had no idea. I literally never smell you. So Drew's been known as like the the stinky as brother. The stinky brother, but like I said, like I don't. I don't think you actually smell that bad. We're so adjusting our mics here. We're giving one mic to Annalie. You hold don't on. need. Annalie just on. finished her food, so she's go. gonna join us. Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here, I'm gonna smell you right now. There's a little smell. smell like so, okay, this is, I'm going to explain what Annalie was talking about. There are three brothers, what? Jonathan, JD, and me. And this is the, what happens. JD has never worn deodorant in his life. Wait, really? Yeah, he, I asked literally just the other day, we had this conversation and he said even as a teen, he bought it because it was like cool, but then he realized he actually didn't need it and he Wait, just Wait, deodorant was cool? What? Well, well it's like a, you know, it's <laughs> like a coming of age thing. Okay. When we were kids, everyone would like wore the like scents, the scented right guard or something like that. Anyway, but that's the whole thing. He never smells. Now you'll see him sweat. JD will sweat, but, but he doesn't smell at all. It's freaky weird. Then there's Jonathan that's in the middle where Jonathan so doesn't- sweat and smell? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he doesn't sweat a lot. Um, him and I, we both don't sweat uh, much, but then he doesn't, you know, maybe smells a little bit. He could wear a shirt a few times and then he should wash it. Then there's me on the other side of the scale where I don't sweat like at all. I, I very rarely sweat, but Except man, I put a shirt on and that thing stinks in a minute. So, but lately though, I mean, I haven't really had to wear a lot of deodorant, but I, I still am an antiperspirant. Kind of guy. If you do use it. Yeah. So I, so I would you, love. Do you think it's from like eating more like plant-based that you think you don't stink as much? Yes. Actually, I was going to say that. That's probably true because Linda and I have been, it's coming up on a year now that we've been eating primarily vegetarian. But I still stink. So that has no. Like, right. So me. you're you're totally losing our battle on no, that one. No, but for you, like it's Maybe. different for different bodies. Like, But I think 
also, aside from just what you eat, I think it also has to do with like what's going on in your body, yeah. like what other health issues you have yeah. or imbalances. Yeah. Well, like another thing too, too that recently I, I did that FOD, low FODMAP um, yeah. cleanse basically. And so maybe that also helps. Which I just told you today, like your skin has been great. You've noticed. I have. Linda's noticed. I've noticed. Yeah, Linda's petting my face really right now. Soft. It is, I actually notice when I get a lot of buildup because I wear makeup every day for the shows. Secrets out, everybody. Um, but my nose, I'll feel it when I have that buildup. I haven't felt that in quite some time. So, And I, I haven't had to deal with too. it on you in yeah. quite some time. For there. those of you who don't know, I do his makeup. <laughs> Annalie does my makeup. She makes me look like a rock star. Trust me, you do not want to see me at 8 a.m. without makeup. Um, but So how do you find though, like with your hormones and and... And, and you're like, <laughs> you guys are both looking at, did I say a bad word? Just, <laughs> the two of them are looking at me at the same funny. time I said hormones. Like I just said something terrible. If, I think if uh, I didn't know that you were being very innocent about it, you could have been like punched. <laughs> it's like when you ask a woman how old she is or like if it's that time, like, so, so how are your hormones? <laughs> uh, well, moving on to other... But I do find the the deodorant conversation really interesting because Linda and I just talked about this like maybe two weeks ago. Like in my opinion, you can use all these different deodorants, but if it's not being effective, like you said, you're wasting. Mm -hmm. And also if it's stressing you out and you don't like the way you smell and you're worried about if other people smell you, that's not good for your mental health. So- or for friends. Nobody for wants friends. a friend to stink Not everyone's guy. like Linda and me and appreciates a good BO. That's the thing. Ew, I, that's so nasty. I've decided. It's only people I like though. Exactly. And that's <laughs> what this, like this whole like social distancing thing, it's been good in some ways because we, you know, are pickier with who we spend our time with and the people I spend time with, they don't care that I stink and I don't care that they stink. <laughs> Well, this is good to know. Uh, if I'm ever having a really bad BO day, I'll just I hang out with my two you. besties here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, every week, guys, we're going to have a gripping conversation about something Dripping like, armpit like important <laughs> topics, like what you put in your pits. But uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us, everybody. Send us some comments and questions too. And, and let us know what you'd like to hear us discuss. I mean, this is really uh, a big part of what we talk about is what you guys talk about or want to hear us talk about. So, And we've been debating a whole bunch of things in this time together. So, oh, so hit us up on social at, <laughs> at home. You can also email us feedback at at, at homepodcast.net. Yes, I'm glad you remembered that because I would not have. And if you want to, if you want to send me something instead of Linda, because specifically I need to bring it up, uh, you can text me 310-496-8667. Um, give me all the dirt that you want me to discuss with Linda. Thanks again to our whole production team. Everyone's amazing. Annalie, especially she's always hanging with us and helping out. Our stinky Annalie. That's me. <laughs> Our producer, Brandon Angelino. Our writers of the song. We have Victoria, Victoria Shaw, Shaw and Chad Carlson. Carlson. Feels like home. And all of you guys for being the best group of listeners ever. Our homies. Our homies. Our at homies. Hope Talk all to you your soon. hormones are good. <laughs> Be safe.